Hello and welcome to the Teen Christian View Podcast. I'm your host, Noah Nichols, and unfortunately not alongside me today is Kessler. He was not able to record with me today, so I'm going to be soloing it. Hopefully it turns out well. Let me know if it was okay, if you, how well you thought I did. Um, hopefully I don't have to do any more of these solos in the future, but you know, sometimes it happens. You know, Sometimes I'm sure Kessler might have to do one on his own as well. Um, I'm going to get straight into it. Um, I do want to thank everybody that has subscribed, followed, and shared. It means a lot to both myself and Kessler. You guys can help continue to support us um, by doing so. It really does help us a lot, and we ask that you do that for us. You can also financially support us using the Supercast and Anchor links below. Doing so will help us grow the podcast a ton. Um, today, the way that I'm going over things will be a little bit different than normal, obviously because it's just me, but also I want to take a different route than normal. So, we're going to dive straight into the topic for today, which is growing in our faith. And now I just said that we're going to dive straight into it, but give me a second. We, I did post something on Instagram, how we were going to make a special episode celebrating TCV's birthday. That episode will come out next week when I'm able to get together again with Kessler. It just doesn't seem right to do that episode on my own. All right, so getting back to the topic, which is growing in our faith. It is a hard one, and I know that. When I first saw this topic and decided to make it the uh, the topic for this week and the episode for this week, it took me a little while to come up with exactly what I would talk about. Um, growing in our faith isn't something that seems easy to understand or explain, but I'm going to do my best, so stick with me. So first, um, what I first decided to write down and talk to you guys about are some things that you can help, some things that you can do to help yourself grow in your faith. First, Growth requires change, so something that has to change in your life for you to grow in your faith. Um, secondly, sometimes to grow in your faith, God may put us through trials. We almost never like it. I know I almost never like it, um, not during the trial, but afterwards we can look back and understand and thank God for putting us through those trials. We may ask, why? Why is God putting us through these trials? Um, I like to look at it the way that you can think about working out. When you go and work out, those muscles... Um, get under stress the body becomes under stress that's what you do when you work out what actually happens is the muscles get torn down and then regrown at a stronger level so i think it's helpful to think of it in the same way when god puts us through trials it's not because he likes to see us miserable it's not because he wants to hurt us but because it helps us grow and we don't typically like that growth we don't typically like what is required to grow um i think it's kind of in the same way what I'm talking about when you go to the gym and you work out. Many people do it for a little while, but they don't like the constant grinding that you have to do, the constant effort you have to put in, and so they drop out. It's kind of like that when um, we're put through a trial. We don't like it because it puts us under stress and under pressure, and we don't feel comfortable. But in the end, we come out stronger and better than before, and that's why God puts us through those things. Some of the steps that you can take to grow in your strength, I think, are pretty obvious, like reading the Bible praying more often. Um, you can go to like youth events, things like that. They don't just have to be youth events. They can be just uh, regular church events. You can go on missionary trips, things like that. Um, I do want to take a second here and talk about praying. You may get what you asked for, but not in the manner that you desired. There have been several times in my life, and I can look at other people in their lives, um, where I was put through something that I had kind of prayed for, 
at the time was not what I had wanted. It wasn't the uh, way that I wanted to receive it. So, for example, I pray for patience and then I go through something and maybe it's just a week where I have to watch my sibling a lot more because my parents are working and they have to take care of the other siblings and it really tests my patience. But the reason I'm going through that is because it helps me grow in my patience. Um, I think one of my favorite quotes about this and one of the things that helped me best understand it is not even by a Christian movie. It's kind of Christian. You may have heard of it. It's um, called Evan Almighty, but it's by Morgan Freeman. Um, and Morgan Freeman in this movie is acting kind of like God, like he's, um, or, or you could say he's Jesus or something like that. I haven't seen the entire movie, but basically he's on earth and he's talking to somebody at this point. And he says to them, let me ask you something. If one prays for patience, do you think God gives them patience, or does he give them the opportunity to be patient? If they pray for courage, does God give them courage, or does he give them opportunities to be courageous? If one prayed for their family to be closer, do you think God zaps them with warm, fuzzy feelings, or does he give them opportunities to love each other? I love that quote, and I think it's very true. I think oftentimes when we ask for something from God, he is going to give us an opportunity to grow in that area. He's not just going to immediately fill that and suddenly we're full of patience and we're full of love and we're super, uh, super humble and we don't have pride anymore or anything like that. That's not how God typically works. And I think the reason that God doesn't work in that way is because if he does that, then we really haven't grown at all. We just have um, been handed the prize, so to speak. Um, I kind of think of it like if you were to go to your dad and you have a science project for, I don't know, science fair or something like that. And then you're saying that, man, I really need help on this project. I don't understand all these things. And then your dad just does it all for you. Did you actually learn anything? Did you actually complete the science project? No. What your dad did was do it for you. God doesn't do things for us because it's not genuine and because we don't actually learn the thing that we're asking for in the first place. You aren't going to learn patience. You aren't going to learn how to be patient if God just makes you suddenly patient. You didn't learn anything. You just had a bigger capacity for it all of a sudden. I hope I'm explaining this well. I'm not an expert in this area, but I hope I'm going to get across uh, my message. Now, um, I think there's something else that I wanted to follow that up with. I wanted to follow this up with something before I forget, which is uh, growth requires change. So something has to change in your life for you to grow in your faith. I think this kind of ties into being put through trials because we typically almost always change under trials. Um, we can't expect to grow if nothing is going to change. So if you're trying to grow in your faith, you've got to change something. Um, and again, like I said earlier, reading the Bible more often, making it a habit to read the Bible, praying more often, going to youth events, going to church events, going on missionary trips, etc. Thing like things like that. Um, now, there was another thing that I wanted to tell you guys that I had discovered in my walk with the Lord, and I think something that He told me when I was um, having a Bible study by myself one day, and this was something that I I don't remember where I was reading when I when God told me this, when this was communicated to me, I wish I had the uh, scripture verse or the chapter that I was reading, but I don't. I'm sorry for that. Um, but I was writing this down when I was trying to understand how I could um, grow in my faith and um, trust the Lord more. And um, basically what I wrote down was 
Um, actually, I think word for word, what I wrote down in my book was ask yourself this. When you ask God for help, are you working with God or against him? And the reason that I wanted to share this is because I think oftentimes when we ask God to help us grow in our faith, we don't do anything to actually grow in our faith. We just pray to God and ask him to help us grow in our faith. And then we continue to work against him because we don't actually do anything to also grow in our faith. We just hope that he's going to, you know, wave some magic wand and suddenly we're much stronger in our faith. And suddenly we're much stronger Christians. And suddenly we know the Bible much more. And suddenly we can easily share and witness and get on a stage and preach and all that. That's not what's going to happen. And that's not how God works. Um, And if we're just working against him, if we're asking him to change our lives and help us grow in our faith, but I'm still talking with those friends I shouldn't be hanging out with. I'm still not reading the word. I'm not going to church. I'm listening to the wrong music. I'm looking at the wrong things on YouTube or TikTok or late at night up in my bed or listening to the wrong kind of music. Like I said earlier, that's not going to help you grow in your faith because you're working against God. And when you work against God, nothing is going to change for the better. Either he is going to let you continue in your foolishness or he will push back against you and your life is going to change and it's not going to be fun and you are not going to like how things turn out for a while. It will eventually turn out for the better, but you could just take the easier path and work with God. So I would remind you guys and ask you guys to question yourself and ask yourself this when you're trying to grow in your faith and even just whatever you're doing regarding your walk with the Lord. Are you working with him or are you working against him? I think it's something that you need to keep in mind a lot. All right, so transitioning from how do we work with God or are we working against God, um, we're going to move into some scripture. And I think this does help us understand what it means to work with God instead of against him. But I think it's also something that is just very vital in understanding what it means to grow in your faith. Um, It helps to have knowledge and understanding But without work, it means nothing. If your faith is just knowledge and it's just understanding and you you know the Bible pretty well and you've seen a lot of videos and you go to church all the time and you remember a lot of things, but you don't actually do anything with that faith, it's nothing. And your faith really isn't going to be very strong because you haven't um, exposed it to anything. And you can think of it kind of like a uh, small plant or tree or bush or anything or something like that. If you have a... Let's say it's a small tree that you're growing in a house and it's never really been exposed to any harsh temperatures, any strong winds or anything like that. You just keep it safe and protected in your house all day for a year or two. But then you decide, hey, this should go back outside. Um, It belongs in nature and it's ready to grow and be planted and be on its own. But it's never been exposed to anything. It's never grown in any strong winds. What's going to happen to it? Most likely, a strong wind is going to come by, some bad weather will come by, something like that. And because it hasn't been exposed to anything that can um, kind of force it to grow, it is going to have a hard time staying alive. It's going to go through some drastic changes. You can imagine the strong wind is going to come by and the branches are weak because they've never had to grow so that they can support themselves against that strong wind. So the branches are going to get torn off. The tree itself might survive and eventually regrow everything, but it's going to go through a long and difficult process to survive. And we don't want that to happen in our lives as Christians. God doesn't want us 
to go through something like that and have that happen to our lives as Christians. He would like us to be able to be exposed over time and in increasing amounts so that when we go out to in the into the world and share the gospel, we're not um, put through a trial like the tree where suddenly all our branches are torn off and we have to regrow everything and our life is in a shambles because we kept it inside of ourselves. We kept our faith inside of ourselves. All we did was go to church and just church. We never talked to any friends outside of youth group. We never talked to any friends inside of school. We never tried to share our faith. We never exposed it to anything. Your faith, if you don't expose it to the, uh, I don't know, you can call it worldly conditions, is going to have a harder time growing into true, strong faith. You're going to have your faith, but it's going to be weaker than what you're hoping it to be. And the point of this episode is to help you grow in your faith. So you are going to have to expose it. Now, I do think it's important to take a minute here and say that, well, say two things. One, it doesn't mean going to church is bad. That's definitely not true. It doesn't mean that going to youth group is bad. That is definitely not true. It also doesn't mean that you should just go out into the world immediately and expose your faith to everything. Most likely, you aren't ready to be exposed to everything. That's the reason you have youth group and you go to a church every week so that you can help your faith grow, so that you'll be ready to be exposed to things. What I'm saying is that if your faith is never exposed to anything, and your faith is never put under trial, it's going to have a lot harder time growing. Okay, so now that I've gone past that, that little rant right there, um, I hope I explained things well with that tree analogy. I'm sorry if I didn't. Hopefully, um You'll be able to understand it later. Maybe I'll say something that makes more sense. Uh, You can look something up online if I still don't make any sense. I'm sorry. Again, like I said earlier, I'm not an expert. I'm not a pastor. I'm just another teen trying to explain um, what I understand of the word and my relationship with God and God's character with you guys as well. So um, the verses that we're going to be going through um, is James 2, 14 through 26. I'm not necessarily going to read every single verse, but I think this is a very good chapter um, about faith. James is a very good book. It's one of my favorite books. Um, This is one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. But it's basically, when you read it in your Bible, you'll you'll probably see a title or something like that, like a subtitle, and it'll say, Faith Without Works is Dead. That's the part of James chapter 2 that I'll be going over. Um, It begins, verse 14, with, What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister is naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you says to them, Depart in peace, be warmed and filled, but you do not give them the things which are needed for the body, what does it profit? Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, You have faith, and I have works. Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that there is one God. You do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. But do you want to know, O foolish man, what faith without, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? Do you see that faith was working together with his works, and by works his faith was made perfect? And the scripture was fulfilled, which says, Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. You see then that a man is justified by works and not by faith only. 
Uh, I'm skipping to verse 26. For as a body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead all also. So breaking down this verse, um, it is a little hard to understand um, the way he speaks about things. But going back into verse 15, what he's saying, if you saw somebody in need and you believed and you said to them, depart in peace, be warmed and filled. So you, right in that instance, he's giving an example of somebody having faith that they are going to be fulfilled and warmed and uh, they'll be given food and a warm place to stay. But you don't actually do anything to give them the things which they need. What does it do? Does that represent that you actually have faith? No. And he's saying right there that thus faith by itself, if does not have works, is dead. Um, and I th- think that you can accurately judge somebody and the strength of their faith by the works that follow. Because if they pro- proclaim that they are a strong belief that they're a Christian, but you notice that their actions don't follow their words, most likely they are either not a Christian, and they say they are, or they have veered very far in their walk with the Lord. So what do those things look like today, living out our faith like that? It's not just posting things on social media. It's not just liking Christian TikToks and Christian Instagram posts and Christian YouTube videos and things like that. That's having the faith but not following it up with works. And I do applaud those people who are out there on TikTok and Instagram and YouTube creating those Instagram, those uh, videos and those posts and things like that for other Christians, for non-believers, explaining things about the word and things like that. Those are very helpful and those are very cool to see. But I also encourage them, not only them, but also you, and I say this to myself as well, that that shouldn't be where we stop. We shouldn't just stop at posting things on social media. If God wanted us to do that, if Jesus wanted us to do that, he would have said in the New Testament, it's fine, just you know, post it on the um, town square bulletin board thing, just put it in their newspaper or whatever, just put a little thing on their newspaper and then give it to them. That's not what God wants us to do. That's not going to accomplish what we are trying to do, which is spreading the word of the gospel. It's not going to do what we're talking about in this episode, which is growing in our faith, because it's really easy to post something on Instagram and TikTok and whatever, because it doesn't require us to do much of anything. We're hiding behind a screen. We're just, sometimes we just reshare a post. It doesn't require much effort. It doesn't require us to put ourselves out there. So what are some things that we can do to live out our faith? What are some things that we can do to grow in our faith? I think some of the best things that you can do is to go to a Christian camp. Not only are could you go as a, um, I guess you could call it stud- student. I'm sorry, the word is escaping my mind right now. Um, but you could also go as a counselor or a volunteer or something like that as a volunteer leader. I think that's something that everybody should do. I think it's great because not only do you get to help um, other young Christians grow in their faith, but it also really does a lot to help you grow in your faith as well. I personally have not yet gone, but I'm planning to go this summer, and I think it is going to be an awesome thing to do. I think another thing that is a very, very, very good thing to do, and I think that everybody should do this, is to go on some mission trips. Those, I'm not going to go into a ton of detail because I am not an expert. I'm not a missionary. I don't plan those things or anything like that, and I don't have a lot of experience with them. But I know that people who go on them always come back and they say that is one of the best times of their life. And it may have been hard and they may have been sleeping on dirt floors and these, you know, straw houses or whatever. 
but they say that it changed and impacted their life so much. And I think everybody should go on one of those trips. It is a great way to grow in your faith. Um, another thing that you can do, so just do things to help spread. Um, I, I, the best way to grow our faith is to put ourselves out there and help spread the word of God. And when you do that, you'll see that your faith also increases, that your relationship with the Lord also grows. And I think um, something that we do need to remember um, in this instance is if you want to grow, it requires change. And if you want to change, you have to make a constant, decisive decision to change. It can't be this one-time thing after you came home from uh, you know, a uh, Christian camp, for example, and you're like, oh, man, I'm going to change all these things. But next week you are like, well, it's OK. I don't need to read my Bible right now. I'm just uh, it's fine whatever. I'm going to send spend another 10 minutes on TikTok. And you just don't make a constant a constant decision to change. You're not trying to actively change your actions. You're not trying to actively change your thinking. It's not going to change. You'll have enjoyed a week of where you felt that your faith was uh, growing really quickly and that your relationship with the Lord was increasing and you were um, getting to know the character of the Lord more and you were studying the Bible a lot and you were increasing in knowledge of his word. But then after that, you the fire burned out and you just stopped caring as much because you stopped making a constant decision to change. Part of the reason that um, going to Christian camp is so good is because we're forced to make that decision. We don't have a choice. But when we come home, we have to make that choice to constantly be reading his word and be praying and be trying to talking to other people um, about his word. When we don't do that, we're not going to grow in our faith and we're not going to accomplish the goal that we've been given, which is spreading the word, the good news to other people who haven't heard it or who have not yet accepted it. It's a constant decision. And you have to keep making that. And it's hard. And I know it's hard. And I failed many times. What That doesn't mean that we should just be okay with giving up. But we need to keep trying and keep getting better at making that constant decision. Now, you may also say to me, Noah, how can I change if God's not responding? He's not listening to me. Um, I would ask you this quick question. Are you listening to him? I would also ask you the thing that I said earlier. Um, are you trying to work with God or against him? And many times... There are the reason that we think God is not responding to us is because he's given us his answer and we just don't like it. Sometimes we say he's not responding to me. Maybe he's just telling you to be patient or maybe he's told you no and you just don't like it. And so you want a different answer. We do that a lot. We do that quite a lot. I've done that in my life before where I've asked God for something. He's given me an answer, but I've come to him again and I've been like, well, but God, is that is that what you really want from me? Is is that what you want me to do? Sometimes. God's going to give us, not, not just sometimes, there are many times God's going to give us an answer that we don't like. And so we'll be like, well, God isn't listening to me. Why do we say that? Because we either feel that he's not giving us what we want, and there are some times where we think God is not listening to us. But if you go through the Bible, I don't have the verse pulled up with me. I wish I did. But we are never alone. God never leaves us. So if you're feeling that, I think you need to go back and think about what you're actually saying. Are you saying that God isn't responding to you because you don't like the answer? Are you saying that God isn't responding to you because you don't feel that he actually is responding to you at all if he's not talking with you, if he hasn't given you an answer? Um, 
if that is how you feel, I would recommend you go look up a YouTube video or something like that to help you with that um, because I'm not prepared to do that right now to uh, engage in what you can do to help yourself in that circumstance. But I don't actually think that God ever doesn't respond to us. I think we either don't listen or we don't like the answer. So we say that he isn't responding to us. And I think that if you think that or if you have thought that and you go back and reconsider, you'll find out that what I just said is probably true. Okay, that is all that I have for today. Um, to basically resum it up, if you're trying to grow, it's going to require, if you're going to try and grow in your faith, and we should always be trying to grow in our faith, it's going to require change. So when you're trying to change, you need to ask yourself a couple of things. What am I doing to change? And then if I've asked God to help me grow, am I doing anything to work against him or am I working with him so that I may grow in my faith and in my um, character as a Christian and things like that? Um, we also need to remember that it's important to do things to help us grow in our faith, not just reading the word, that it's all fine, that it's all good. We should always be doing that. But if you read the word of God, you will also notice that it tells us to go and to do things like what I was talking about in James. So if your faith is just reading the word, then by definition of what James told us, then your faith is dead because you're not following it up with any actions. And it's great that you're just reading the Bible, but if you're never doing anything about what you're reading in the word of God, then your faith in that instance is dead. You can revive it and you can grow stronger in your faith by following it up with actions. And that's what I encourage you to do. So, I know I just went on another rant, but I wanted to recap what we went over. And I apologize if it seems a little all over the place. If I wasn't explaining things thoroughly, I don't have Kessler here to keep me in check. This is only my second solo episode. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Go check out our social media channels. Leave a like, follow us, subscribe, whatever the app might require you to do. We are on pretty much every social media platform you can find. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. If you guys do have any questions, topics, or ideas, please DM us on Instagram or Discord. Also, we're always looking to record with other podcasts, so if you have one, let us know and maybe we can set something up. Until next time, peace out.